0: Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock.
1: All right,
2: folks. Welcome to Auto Talk Radio this morning. I'm your host, Brian Bowersock. Just coming alive and making it happen. Good morning. Moving a little slower this morning.
3: Tell us why. Went and saw your
2: church <laughs> last night. Didn't get home to 1.30 this morning. I was with my good friend, uh, John Flint, and he's, uh, he, uh, He's a radio uh host regularly that's his full-time job and he he was uh he as a matter of fact that uh, Brendan said he put it on my Facebook page I wouldn't want to be you tomorrow morning
1: <laughs> so, with uh with the Eric church hangover and all that yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: So, we had a good time that was a good concert that was a good concert it looked night.
1: cool all the I saw all the photos on Facebook and everything yeah so.
2: it was good it was good and we were right on the floor so um I got some really good pictures of uh him singing and he sang for over two hours. It was just him. There was no opening actor. Not just him. It was like two hours and twenty minutes. This oh, time. I
1: thought there was an opening act. That's mm-hmm. impressive. No, two play, hours straight. D- yeah, yeah, they played for two hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a my dad. I took my dad on Father's Day to go see Travis Tritt one time, and it was just him alone with a guitar. And, He's awesome. Yeah, and you know what? I I would always think, oh man, I'm so tired of artists talking in between their songs to expo- just get to the songs. and Let me see. But Travis Tritt is one interesting dude to talk about. This is why I wrote this song, and here's my personal background, you know. And, and it was with every song, but he is an amazing singer, too. And mm-hmm. it was an amazing concert. So, but I can't imagine how much Eric Church was, too. That was that had to been just one heck of an experience. A lot of energy. Mm-hmm. It was
2: good. It was, it was cool. You he's, know what? He's
3: a good, great musician. That's awesome because you don't see concerts like that anymore. Because,
1: you know, I was thinking,
3: even like the 80s and the 90s, I, I, I mean, the one I really, really remember is when I went to see Metallica one time. Dude, they started at 8 o'clock at night. They were still playing at 1230 at night. That's a long time. That's a real long time. It was, dude, but they kept going. I mean, they would stop in the middle of it and do, you know. you
2: sure they played for four hours? They
3: did. It was an awesome concert. They were the only band there.
1: My uh, my dad told me his, his first concert he ever went to was to see Survivor. Uh, They were the band that seen Eye of the Tiger Yeah I know who they were okay, I, I'm sorry. I was probably
2: born before your dad <laughs> Thank you though
1: Anyway so uh, he, he mentioned Uh the singer messed up on one note, and this was like the second to last song in the whole set. Uh-huh. And he apologized, He's like, "We're gonna start the whole concert all over again, and I'm gonna sing this whole thing again." <laughs> did he? That's, yeah, he did the whole concert all See? over again. Interesting. Yeah. Uh,
2: bands
3: used to do that back in the day.
2: Well, and like one thing, cool thing about Eric Church is um, he doesn't he doesn't have a set. They don't they. Start with this or that or they go to the I mean, he just whatever he they want, you know, want to play. That's cool, so, though. I mean, yeah, that's it's being the best way. It was really good. It was lots of fun anyway. So really, I'm, I'm not that tired. I'm surprised, but I'm sure I'm gonna have to take a nap later today. You know? What's wrong with that? Nothing, except for I normally don't take naps, so I don't know.
3: I can't take naps during the day, but I really, really am envious of people that can. Uh, I'm that guy, if I don't get any sleep for whatever reason, then I have to go through the entire day being grumpy, so I wish I could take naps. There
2: you go. There you go. Well, we'll see. We'll we'll see where we end up later today. Anyway, we do appreciate you joining us this morning. We are talking about... uh, diagnosing vehicles and uh, why it's uh, important to have a quality diagnosis done etc we're going to talk all about that but we're here to talk about anything automotive related that you'd like to talk about one 344 1170 that's 888-344-1170 anything automotive related uh, we're not going to talk concerts all morning because that's not what we do uh, but uh, just some cool stuff. You know, the one thing I am going to add about that is everybody's getting out and about, you know, now. So, and and I think concerts have changed a little bit. Where like that. They're the artists. They're by themselves. They don't have an opening act or whatever. So things are just a little different than they used to be, but pretty cool. So anyway, um, it's uh, some good stuff. I also want to throw out, uh, you know, Happy Mother's Day uh, to all uh, all the moms out there. We're getting ready to roll into that tomorrow. So, yeah. Uh, I uh, hope everybody's getting ready to have, take their mom out for a nice brunch or something. You know, take, do a little teetotaling. <laughs> anyway, are you taking your mom out <laughs> for brunch, Brendan?
1: Take uh, her out teetotaling. Uh, uh, sort of. It's it's lunch, but it's at 11. So mm. it's not brunch. It is lunch. I'm taking her to the brigantine. So it should be fun. Yeah.
2: Why is it not brunch? 11 o'clock is when brunch is.
1: No, 10.30 is brunch.
2: You have a time on it?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, well, I, I go I,
2: have brunch all the time, like at Cheesecake Factory every Sunday. I go usually go, I, I don't know if called call it brunch, but at 11, I'm still getting an omelet.
3: You know what I'm doing? <laughs> okay. You know so, what I
2: do? I eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. Don't ask Kevin. It doesn't matter. It's, uh, it's all good. It's all good in the hood. Anyway. We're here to talk to you about anything automotive related, not brunch. One eight 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 three four four eleven seventy eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. I didn't realize that you had to actually be there by ten thirty to make it brunch. That
1: no, I I view it that way. I'll look up to oh, see what geez, most people. for the say. Love. I know.
2: <laughs> Brendan and Brendan has these strict ideas about things that yeah.
1: That's mm, why you I know, said what? I just
3: eat <laughs> when I'm hungry. I eat. I don't. Exactly. <laughs> I don't classify it exactly.
2: All right, so we're talking about uh, um. There's a world of difference between a, a, a free estimate for known repairs. So f- folks often, you know, when <laughs> discussing things, ask about, you know, estimates. Do you do free estimates? A free estimate is like if you call me and you say to me, uh, um, I need uh, to put front brake pads on my car. How much will it cost? Well, then that's easy enough. You can If you tell me the type of car you have, the VIN and all that stuff, I can look it up and look up the parts, and I can tell you what it'll cost to put front brakes on it if that's what you want, right? The only problem with that is um, – when it comes to other things such as drivability concerns, uh, check engine light issues, things like that, cars don't diagnose themselves. And, and, and there is a misconception out there that uh, um, I've talked about before, and that, that is that, like, you just plug in and it tells you what's wrong with the car, right? Does it do that? <laughs> I- <laughs> no, it does not I don't do even that, have to answer. That. <laughs> no, it doesn't do that. So I, it, what does it do? It it gives you codes for different things. Now, he, here's the thing. Those are systems that are having a problem. And from that, you actually have to know how to go through and diagnose and test all the items in that system to determine what in that system is causing that code to set. So, which can be numerous things. Um, my favorite one, my favorite one is a car that gets a lean condition and it comes in with all new oxygen sensors on it. So, you just a uh, $1,000 on on air ratio sensors and everything and put it in the car because it had a lean condition because they all actually come up as O2 or or, or, or air fuel ratio sensor codes. But that's only because those sensors are picking up a problem, right? Yeah. It's not reading what it should be in a perimeter. And it's not reading that because there's a problem elsewhere upstream from that that's caused it to read incorrectly. Yes. So, but then they put all these in, and it doesn't fix the problem. You spend a bunch of money. So that that is my, one of my best examples of of why uh, a qualified diagnosis by a qualified technician in a quality facility is will be the best money you spend on any single repair, no matter what. Yes, having a car diagnosed properly by somebody that's qualified to do so will save you so much money in the long run. And and if you don't think about this, um, a lot. Um, all I can tell you about this is we see a lot of cars that have been attempted to be fixed by throwing parts at them. There's no question about it. So depending on what it is, a noise, a drivability, a check engine light, you know, and, and how many modules are on most cars now? Say 50 or more if sometimes you want me to guess. <laughs> yeah, i'm just saying well it's random it depends on what mic model year yeah. you know you know, everything. even the
3: windows have a module now they so. do
2: that's what i'm saying they're all subjective and they can all all uh set different codes items like that for for different things but when a code sets for something it's because it's picked up a fault uh especially for a check engine light as far as that goes um there are two trip codes and one trip codes um uh, two trip codes are, are codes that have to uh, um, um, pick up the problem twice. So, such as let's say, yeah, like a a, a a lean condition. The first time it picks it up, it sets what's called a pending. In other words, so uh, it sets a code, but it doesn't turn on the check engine light, right? Yes. So within it, and if it picks the same problem up again within a certain cycle, then it will turn the check engine light on as two trip yes. code. So. Um, other things are one trip codes like gross misfires. They'll turn check engine light on
3: right away. Yes, yep. I mean like if it's if it's going to damage the cat yes. and it's putting that much fuel down it there, actually it'll make the check engine light it, flash, it'll, right? It'll because that's like a dead fault. So it's like it's like cutting the wire and the, it's not receiving anything back to the PCM. So is it just it'll automatically set the code then.
2: Yeah, it sets the code um, for. Sp- there are several specific items that will set uh, a. One, what they're called, one trip codes. So, and the reason for that is because they're damaging to the vehicle, and the car should not continue to drive that way. So, uh, as far as that, you can damage other things on it. So that that's why they um, have that system set up that way. And then there's codes for all kinds of other things, like especially German cars tend to like to set a lot of codes for codes for like like the left rear window motor glitched when it went up one time or stuff like that. Those won't turn on a check engine light because they're not related to to this that system, right? Right. The engine control management fuel management system is all check engine light drivability. Uh, so, transmission is also hooked to your check engine light. Why? When you say is that fuel management? Well, it is because the transmission has to operate right properly to make the car emissions friendly and stay doing what it's supposed to do right if it doesn't shift out of first gear and you're going 90 mile an hour on the freeway it's not in an emissions friendly zone is it no not at all (laughs) so um
3: well even the training's got to work right for because some codes the car's got to be doing 30 mile an hour it's got to be in a certain gear because they write the perimeters in there when they ride them and if it can't go through those there could be something wrong with the engine and it won't even set set that code because it's having problems over here because it, it can't even run it this It thinks monitor. there's something
2: wrong with the transmission then or something yeah. else. Correct. So all it does that all the time. So
3: you fix that problem, then you have another problem. <laughs> sometimes.
2: <clears throat> sometimes. Or you have to be good at diagnosing and knowing that the reason this set is related to that problem over there. Yes. You know, which is what we go through. And that's, once again, why uh, the best money ever spent on any repair is having a vehicle diagnosed properly without question. So... Um, that is uh, definitely the way to go. And that's kind of what we're talking about this morning. But we're here to talk about anything automotive-related you'd like to talk about. One eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. That's 888 um, 344 We will discuss anything you want automotive-wise. Um, so, you know, yeah.
3: I was going to give an example. You know, like on the – I want to say like the – say 2000-error say Toyota – uh, I remember when they had a problem with their knock sensors, it could actually make the transmission not shift <laughs> and it may not even set a code for the knock sensors yet because it couldn't get into the perimeters that it needed to be to run the cycle on them. So <laughs> very engine true. things can cause problems to the transmission. That's why a lot of companies used to make power control modules. They would, they'd hook the transmission in the, in the engine in the same module.
2: That is very true. That is very true. Um, so I, uh, um, Went and did, sat on a board Wednesday for the uh, the National, the Tool Institute guys that uh, do uh, tool and tech and uh, create uh, a lot of the um, software and tools and everything else that we use in the automotive field, right? Right. Because they just wanted to talk to, and it was me and and, uh, uh, three other shop owners, and they want to talk to quality shops that actually use their stuff is what they want so that all these guys design their engineers and all that and i got we were we were talking about uh um autonomous vehicles and ados um and that uh once on the side after we were done i was talking to an engineer guy and he made uh and we were there's no true autonomous vehicles yet i mean i do know that that like tesla will drive yourself but you're supposed to pay attention to what's going on so like there was a gentleman up in uh, here in california um i forget his last name but he he actually worked for a tech. company. I don't know if he worked for Google or who he worked for. But anyway, he was on his way to to work every day, and he got so used to the car just did its thing that he was actually playing a video game or something like that. He was doing something, and the car went to enter the freeway where it does, and somebody had previously hit where the you know on the freeway entrance thing and they put those water barrel things yeah yeah they were gone they weren't there anymore because there had been an accident there okay. previously and they were damaged so trial- Caltrans hadn't replaced them yet they just put a thing when the car turned it it instead of picking up the lane markers on 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 just that side it picked up the far left and the far right and it it accelerated him right into the concrete embutment that split the center of it and and actually he ended up passing away at the hospital right um, that's all fast cars so it's important to pay attention but but where i was going to get with this is, is something that's really important is uh, we were discussing you know um, um ev vehicles which has been a big topic with us the past few weeks we've been talking about it on and off but ev v- vehicles and the fire danger of them because he said not only did was it uh um the fire department was on the phone with tesla because they weren't you this car was on in the, they got it put out when they took it to the the storage lot or the body shop lot or wherever they took it to afterwards the car caught on fire two more times just sitting there why because of the battery issues that they have with these evs which is something that you need to think about and got me thinking so but the point to this he was telling me is like if you guys ever have one of those cars towed in that's damaged don't park it in the shop no don't park it near another car put it out put it out in the in in the uh in, in the back lot where it's got plenty of space around it because it's highly likely it'll catch on fire unless again.
3: everything's disconnected and, and if a car's wrecked you may not be able to disconnect everything because the compartment <coughs> doors might be well think about you get it in there, you don't you know?
2: know where this thing correctly is Ex- shorted exactly. or etc from the damage it's had so it's a very interesting thing for sure so, just just something i wanted to bring up before i forgot about it because um just a different avenue we're going to have to deal with as we get into a lot of these
3: EV vehicles. And you know what? I, you remember back in the early 90s when, like, we'd be going down the 15, like, the express lanes? SDSU, were, were, when you're talking about anonymous cars, uh, SDSU was using uh, the cr- Crown Vicks, and they were using mag- sensors and magnets in the ground to, to try to drive. Wonder, I wonder if they ever used that technology. Well, they, they, I mean, there's all kinds of technology.
2: Now they don't, I don't think. Well,
3: I'm so. sure, but, I, you, you know, especially when they build a Tesla and it have its own sensors on it, I would think that when we go well, to some kind of— all those
2: cars do now, but but it's all radar is uh, is what's used on most of them. I
3: right know, now. but what I was bringing up is they actually had the sensors in the ground that the car followed. Correct. Which would be a, bet- I mean, a much better, you know, a, a system, I would think, to use rather than let the car— that re- that that involves
2: redoing all the roadways.
3: Well, that's what they were trying to do back then. <laughs> that, I was just saying that's
2: a lot of money. We can't even get a bridge fixed, man. Well, and You want to redo all the roads?
3: No, so. You know what? It's not about th- th- honestly. It's not about somebody playing video games on the way to work with having these systems. It's about th- the accidents we wouldn't cause if somebody. I understand, but the the problem
2: with with. You get so comfortable with the car, is what I was saying. I know that you think it's going, and you don't pay attention. We don't have any fully autonomous vehicles. You're not supposed to be doing no. that. Tesla says, pay attention while you're driving this car. Just because you can take your hands off the steering wheel doesn't mean you shouldn't be paying attention. Because if the car decides to do something else, if he was paying attention, he probably could have steered around hitting that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it is. I, what it I is.
3: totally understand. I I just yeah.
2: All right, folks. <laughs> 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on the Answer San Diego, 1170 AM and 96.1 FM. We'll be right back after these messages.
0: There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the auto man here on auto talk radio brian bowersock 888-344-1170 now here's more auto talk with brian bowersock all
2: right folks welcome back to auto talk radio as we're discussing where's all our callers this morning Brandon, you scare everybody off again?
1: I hope not. They were all calling in at the very beginning of Garden Talk, and then it slowed down at the all end right. of the show. So
2: Everybody was taking a garden nap.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's what they're doing. Yeah, you, you know, it was pretty light out this
3: morning. There was a lot of traffic on the road. People were out moving this morning, I think. I mean, I don't blame them. So they're listening to us, and thank, thankfully, they're not calling them while they're moving in their car, because we'd have that issue with the... <laughs> with
1: the have, tesla thing no, again my car
3: I, has hands free in it
1: i have a question for you has anybody ever called during your time of the show even at the other station uh where they said hey i'm broken down at the side of the road and i heard this clunky noise and stuff like that have they ever <laughs> not, done that no? not that oh. i can think of okay i was just wondering <laughs> okay that. wait
3: a minute that's not a good time to diagnose your car when you're stuck on the side of the freeway either okay <laughs> no
2: <laughs> we should be doing it long before that for sure all right folks uh welcome back to auto talk radio I appreciate you joining us this morning. I do want to remind you, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group, uh, which consists of West Escondido Automotive and Transmission up at 2200 Auto Parkway in Escondido. AAA approved and star certified. Taking care of folks up there in North County for uh, coming up on 30 years. uh, Along with West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission, eight forty fourth North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon. AAA approved. Taking care of folks out there in East County for nine years. And West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, 8027 Balboa Avenue, right there in central San Diego. Uh, AAA approved and smog certified, taking care of folks uh, there for uh, five years. And West Miramar Automotive and Transmission, 5726 Miramar Road and Eastgate Mall. AAA approved and star certified, taking care of folks over there uh, uh, in the Golden Triangle, as we call it, right across from where we're at now, for uh, three years all of us at the West Automotive Group, me, myself, and my employees come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason. We all believe in the same philosophy. We never put money ahead of people. Very important to us. Stop in to have your vehicle service repaired and find out what quality automotive service and repair is all about. The West Automotive Group is proud to offer uh, six months no interest for your vehicle service and repair needs also. Get a West Automotive Group, group card. You can use it anytime. It saves you the trouble and gives you six months to pay for any service or repairs needed. You can also take advantage of our CertiCare transmission diagnosis and uh, proper vehicle diagnosis. If you think you're having a problem with your car, get in and let my expert technicians diagnose it properly. That's what our show's about today and what we're talking about, saving you money, because the best money ever spent is on a diagnosis by a qualified technician at a quality facility. Save you a lot of money in the long run. Uh, We also offer free shutterized to or from work or home and low-cost rental vehicles from all four locations. Go to westautomotivegroup.com, and you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. That's westautomotivegroup.com. You can also make appointments from there, see what we're all about, etc. Once again, westautomotivegroup.com. You can also click on the Auto Man segments where I'm the Auto Man on the CW uh, on uh, uh, Friday mornings and Friday evening news and uh, Fox uh, mid-morning uh, Wednesday news, Fox 5 uh, news, mid-morning uh, news. Um, where I'm the auto man for uh, both those channels, or you can click on uh, Auto Talk Radio where we put all our podcasts from when the shows are done if you missed one. You can also pick up our podcasts that uh, are available at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Deezer, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio.com, and tune in all out there for you. But this morning, give us a call here at 1 344 1170. That's 888 344 1170. We're here to talk to you about anything automotive-related for sure. Let's see what Bodie's up to. What's up, Bodie? Good morning, gentlemen. Morning.
4: No no car jokes today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do got a crazy food joke that's clean.
2: Uh-oh. Go for it.
4: So, you know, uh, Kraft Foods? Yep. Yeah, it's a multinational, like Nestle's, you know, Facebook, all over the world. Uh-huh. Uh, they opened up a, a dairy division in Israel. Yeah, they called it Jesus of Nazareth.
1: Oh, geez.
2: that was good. I like that. <laughs> there you go. There you go.
4: That's, That's enough for today. <laughs> Otherwise, you have all the crackpots calling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you, 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 my mother used to say, You got to laugh.
2: Yes. You got to so. laugh. That's right.
4: So, I'm having a cocktail with a buddy of mine last night. And we're talking about different services and stuff. And so, his claim is that if you look in the throttle body, you can tell whether or not you need your valves cleaned. Yeah, What do they call it? The fuel induction service?
2: Yes, correct.
4: Can you tell by looking in the throttle body? Well, that's
2: one indication because the throttle body uh, carbons up just like everything else. So, as far as that goes, so, I, that is definitely a start to an indication. But you should really do uh, those services by time and mileage. Because if you do, then you would re- keep the Carbon to a minimum throughout the system on the valves, the intake runners, and all that stuff, and uh, save yourself the hassle.
4: Yes. Okay. Thank you as always.
2: No problem. That uh, that was an easy one. Throw me a harder one next time, Bodie.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not playing hardball.
2: <laughs> no, not today. We're not. You got it, my friend. <laughs> thanks thank, for giving thank us a gentlemen.
4: call. Thanks, thanks for being there. Bye. You got it. Have
2: a good weekend. Take care. Bye. So, good question induction service it was is important. it was a good yearly crush. yearly yearly do it yearly yearly yeah i'm going to tell you now all you folks that have direct injected vehicles out there don't do an induction service about ninety thousand miles you're going to get a surprise
3: well even even the thing is it's just like cleaning the throttle body because I, I have a 97 saturn mm-hmm. and you know what it, it was idle and funny so clean the throttle body and it runs now it idle's fine. Well, the the the
2: air bypass passages and the IAC, the idle air control motor, and all that get carboned up, and they have trouble I- I working properly.
3: Or the throttle plate has enough gum in it that it doesn't get air around the throttle plate. Exa-
2: that too, it, it sticks it. So um, those things prevent it from working properly. Yes, correct?
3: and I, you know what? If you see that, then you know that there's stuff on the valves like that too. So that's correct. There's no no question about it. So.
2: A great service to do yearly. Well, let's see here. Where are we at?
3: And you can't always tell by looking in the throttle body. Just, I'm going to say that just because if somebody cleaned the throttle body and they actually didn't do the rest of the service, then you wouldn't know, right? That is true. That is true.
2: Uh, so there is a world of difference between a free estimate for known repairs and diagnosis procedure for difficult intermittent or technical problems. Accurate diagnosis of your vehicle's troubles is an imperative for precise estimates and to be able to provide economical, accurate, and lasting repairs, but it can frequently take a lot of time and resources to get there. That's my point that I was making with the best money ever spent of any repair is by a qualified technician at a quality facility to diagnose your vehicle properly. In uh, these resources, you may need to invest uh, some time, et cetera. Um, in some cases, diagnosis of a problem can be straightforward, and there may be only minimal expense arriving at an answer. Other times, problems are complex, especially with today's cars, and we're seeing a lot of things. Prime example: the, um, we had a vehicle in that the remotes were all dead, the batteries in them they wouldn't work. So we fixed the remotes, but it still wouldn't activate. And by the time going through and testing everything, the antenna for the remotes had failed, right? Which was in the headliner of the car. Gotta take a windshield out and all that fun stuff to get to it. While talking to the client about it, the client says, Well that makes sense because about a year ago a tree fell on the car. (laughs) This is seriously what happened. I know that makes sense, but well why would you you know (laughs) but but the body shop fixed it and all that, but he said it never worked right since then. Well, you think you would have put two and two together, but I mean, sometimes you don't. So um, it's the, always fun when you spend a bunch of time diagnosing something, then somebody says to you, "By the way, that makes sense because a tree fell on my car." Well, I would have liked to know a tree fell on your car previously, but well, yeah, but, but uh, the customer doesn't know that the intent is in the roof. And of the I car. get
3: that. That's why sometimes I'm on our service riders about we, we when the customer comes in, we need to get tried to drag these out of them because i understand the customer doesn't doesn't know it's not their job to know it's our job to try to drag as much information out of them as we can and I, as and we do it, yeah. it, it, it so that we can make better diagnosis because the faster we this diagnose, is not
2: something you would have ever thought to ask somebody about no though. no no has no, a tree no. fallen on your car recently no i'm gonna have to add that to the, the part list i go things. back
3: to is the guy said it, it has never acted right since then uh-huh. so in conversation I'm not, saying it's, I'm not saying it's anybody's fault. I'm just saying this is one of those things when you try to get as much information as possible. And and, and and doing that, sometimes you got to pull the, hey, it hasn't acted right in a year out of them. That would have helped a lot. You know what I mean? Because then it could have kind of pushed right here. Well, in the
2: order, it said they'd been doing this for a long period of time. But there's no way of knowing that a tree fell on a car. Listen, and that would not be a question like a, as a... As writing customers up and you, I've never said. So has a tree fallen on your car recently? So you know, you always ask things like, like, uh, when did this start? Like you said, it, you know, how saying- long? Well, in there it said it, this had been going on for a period of time, but the customer never related it to the fact that this started. Oh, okay, as when a tree fell on until after it was already diagnosed, and he's like, oh, well, that makes sense because a tree fell on my car like a year ago, and the body shop fixed it all. And and if it's in the roof, it fell on the roof. Well, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, you know. Some of that stuff can be helpful. Sometimes people volunteer don't. I and I don't the customer didn't do it intentionally. He just didn't he probably didn't even know that the antenna for the remote system is in the headliner of the car on the roof. I mean he you know, why would he? Why would you know that about your car? You unless you're a technician, you're not gonna know where these items are in the car. So but that's how you run across these things that often can turn into a little bit of a difficult process and diagnosis when those are out what we call outside causes of of failures right not it's not just like a center failing or something like that which are way easier things to diagnose on a vehicle when there's a component failure versus an outside force failure which is a tree falling on a car so damages wiring so accidents can be a big cause is where i was going with this of, of extended issues of trying uh-huh. to diagnose it because a wire gets severed in a harness or pinched uh, uh, a ground gets broken off or the body shop fixes it doesn't put a ground back and i'm not trying to throw a body shop under but things happen they really take these cars apart when they have to fix them a lot No,
3: but most body shops don't have technicians there they're, i mean and what i mean is they're they're body technicians they're not so much wiring technicians i mean that's not their job i mean their job is to make the car look good i mean that's you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, most of
2: the time they, they work closely with – now, the quality body shops do because you have to. There's too much electronics on the car. And a matter of fact, even now, when a car comes in, there standard procedures. They scan the car, all every single module, and document before the work started on it all codes that are present. And then they have to scan it when they're done and document if there's anything. So that way they know, you know where and how and what was up with the car, and they have documentation on it, which is a great idea.
3: Most most body shops will have will send it to a technicians to have them redo the re- wiring repair.
2: Oh yeah, correct. If there's damage like this, correct. So we do that for a couple body shops, here and there. So anyway, but uh, the important part to this, or if they're big enough, then they employ one master technician that deals with all those kind of issues. Right. You know, and he just floats around and does it. So one way or
3: another, that's possible. They're starting to do stuff like that because cars aren't the same animal anymore.
2: Nope, that's true. All right, folks, one 888 That's 888-344-1170. Anything automotive-related, we're here to talk to you about. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on the Answer San Diego 1170 and 96.1 FM. Be right back after these messages. Alright folks, welcome back to Auto Talk Radio, I'm your host, Brian Bowersock, and in the house of me is my co-host, Mr. Kevin Bowersock. What are you doing over there? Drinking water. That's a good thing. You gotta hydrate, especially after a concert night. Oh, you didn't go? No, I
3: didn't, no, I was at home, <laughs> thank God.
2: <laughs> Brendan would have liked to have been there, huh Brendan.
1: Yeah, I love Eric Church. But I also have to cheer on my Padres at the same time, so that's where I was last night too. So
2: And because of you they won. <laughs> I hope you so, were there. yeah.
1: I don't have a good track record with the Padres when I go to their games, <laughs> to be honest.
2: Well <laughs> luckily there's a new streak, cause you were you were uh, um you were there and they won, so you're on it. You got it going, man. So for sure. All right folks, 1-888-344-1170, anything automotive related we're happy to talk to you about here. So today we are discussing, uh, you know, diagnosis and proper diagnosis, etc. Some great stuff. Um, I do want to remind folks: Auto Talk Radio is also brought to you by Interstate Batteries of San Diego. Interstate Batteries and battery for every need. The Interstate Batteries are the highest quality batteries out there when it comes to automotive use, for sure, and everything else. But uh, we do not stock nor sell any other battery uh, in uh, the West Automotive Group for a single reason because they are the number one technician recommended battery worldwide. If you need a battery for your vehicle, jump on westautomotivegroup.com, get an appointment, get in, and we'll put an interstate in for you. Trust me, because they are what we all run in our vehicles. They are the highest quality batteries out there. If you need a battery for any other need, you can check them out at their storefronts because they have a battery for everything. Like I said, 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar or La Mesa at 70th and University. Interstate batteries, battery for every need. Highest quality out there. Go get one.
3: Come to us. They do... do, batteries for like the Priuses and stuff now too right? Nope. okay well I wasn't sure if they remanufactured those or it
2: brings up a big point to something I ran across this week actually so um in Miramar I had to help out Kristen I was down there and uh um Troy came in uh, lead my lead our lead tech there and he says uh he says we're put, and we're putting a Toyota hybrid battery in a Prius there right okay. and and, and we tend to use OEM batteries for the hybrids. Too many, the aftermarket batteries have a lot of problems. Now, that might change someday and the quality may, but Dorman made these batteries and then they stopped making them from what I understand. I don't even know if they, I, you can't find them anymore. So I think they stopped because they had too many problems with them. But uh, uh, he went to, t- he pulled, you can't see the battery when you're testing it all, right? The, the thing's buried in a Prius, right? So he right. takes seat out and he got, and when he got to it, he's like, Oh, it's a dormant battery that somebody had replaced previously so he came in he's like battery, i'm like hold tight so it's quite expensive for the core on that battery cuz toyota won't take a dormant battery back as a core
3: it's already been remanufactured by somebody it's, else n- no
2: dorman makes their own it's oh. not even oem battery oh, okay. I see so said. dorman mate was making their own uh, battery replacement batteries for those so they're not remanufactured toyota only wants factory ones back and they remanufacture them themselves at the factory right okay so fifteen hundred dollars a core. Fifteen hundred dollars per core. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. And they won't because that. And you, so I was like, stop. Got to call the customer. <laughs> stop. <laughs> and there's really no answer to this because somebody put a door. This kid that owns the car, he didn't even put this battery in it, but somebody did. It's so this is a two thousand and ten. So years, a few years ago, somebody put this battery in. and shouldn't have. Right. That's what happened. So, but who would have known at that time, right? But here you are, and this is the problems you run up against. So we, uh, um, the kid authorized, the the, the gentleman authorized to uh, the core, obviously, and we proceeded forward. So uh, all taken care of. But then I was, but then Toyota doesn't even want that battery back. So I'm like, well, what are we supposed to do with with this big hybrid battery? So one great thing about Interstate is they're partners with us. I called them. They're like, oh, no charge. We'll pick it up and we'll recycle it for you. So that's how we can get rid of that thing. Luckily. So, otherwise, what are you going to have? A bunch of hybrid batteries stacked up in the corner that nobody wants back? That'd be a terrible thing. So,
3: Well, I'm sure there's a lot of valuable parts in it, but you got to find that person that wants them. Yeah, I'm sure they have somebody to send it to, but they
2: deal in batteries, so that's what they're doing. Yeah, they're very helpful. Like, yeah, just, Brian, let me know when you have it ready and out, and we'll come grab it. Okay, cool. Thank you. That way we don't have to keep it, and it gets recycled properly. Very important. All right, let's grab Bob in San Diego. What's going on, Bob?
4: I had a question about your... Fuel injection service? Yes, sir. Induction. Do you, what do you actually do? do you, is it just a fuel additive you put in with the fuel and run it through? Or do you actually go in the engine and do something with it, or clean things?
2: Yeah, there's actually a nozzle that goes in. Uh, uh, we, don't, we Well, there's all kinds of fuel induction chemicals and services out there. We only use the one by BG, and, and you can't buy it in an auto parts store. You actually have to have the tools to apply it so uh the same thing and it's done in different ways depending on you know is it a direct injected vehicle or is it uh just like a port injected or throttle body injected um but yeah there's there's several steps involved in that and an atomizer and all that to clean the carbon off the valves um so it's not just dumping something into the fuel uh tank and and the valve body uh uh, throttle body gets cleaned also so there's a couple there's about a three-step process in that injectors get clean too or yes sir yes sir there's stuff that goes through the injectors also
4: okay that's what i want to know
2: thank you sure no problem if we can help you out let us know and uh we appreciate you listening have a safe wonderful weekend thanks
4: bye thank you
2: bye and one one thing i will say about uh um that i will say about the induction service um that's amazing is that is one service if you do it once a year you can actually tell the service has been done because a vehicle runs better you know what I'm saying? It idles better. It, it's one yeah. of those services people are like, whoa, this is way better. So um, it does work out quite well. It's quite quite the
3: thing, so for sure. Well, you notice because you don't have to have your foot in the throttle so much. Like on light throttle stuff, I mean,
1: you may not notice. Oh, and even
3: idling stuff. The car's just smoother.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: I was, I was going to say, I did it at your facility, and um, instead of having to refill my car every eight hours, it's now gone up to 12 hours of driving in total. Really? Yeah. Now, now, in terms of mileage, it's about the same, but I'm telling you, it idles fantastically. And uh, honestly, there's no complaints about it. It does
2: say term, fuel so. because it, it actually, uh, carbon robs the vehicle of fuel mileage. So, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So I, mean, I,
1: I never noticed it personally on the electronic dashboard. It'll say the same mileage. But uh, in terms of driving the to- amount of time, uh, it's extended by like four hours. So wow. Yeah. That's for me personally. I don't know about other cars out there, but that's just for me. Just nice. You know. yeah. Nice.
2: So good stuff. All right, let's uh, grab uh, Gary real quick. Good morning, Gary. How are you?
5: Uh, good morning uh, guys. How are you? Doing great. Um yes, I had a uh, I've got an older uh Ford F150 and uh uh it quit on me, but uh I in the past I've had a problem where I've been able to replace the uh ignition control module and it works fine. What uh, what year
2: F150 is it? Oh, it's a
5: 93.
2: Okay. Yeah, it uses that and, uh, the TFI module is is the module on that one uh, bolted right to the distributor?
5: You know, I haven't got that far yet, uh, but I, I I was just thinking back in the past where where uh, a car has quit on me and I've been able to replace that. And uh, my question was, is there any indication of when that thing fails? Uh, you know, I i've uh, I've never seen the check engine light come on, <laughs> yeah so, yeah, so I don't know if it, it's it's kind of a uh probably a pre precursor of the check engine light uh information so i I really don't even know if uh if there's any codes associated with it but um I was just wondering if if you've seen in the past if when an engine control module uh well, it's got an engine control module, and it's also got an ignition control module. Correct. And so, and um, and I I didn't know if there's any indication of when that thing fails.
2: So those TFI modules didn't give any indication when they'd fail. That was a design that Ford had that uh, a lot of them failed. And initially, it's mounted on the distributor. Then they moved yeah. it over to the fender well on later models when they were still using it because it kept it cooler and they seemed to not fail as much. Uh, but it yeah. was called thick film integrated module. And it was uh, um, usually we would place those and the pickups in the distributor because they both fail. Um, but what you really need to do is test the system, find out. But the the best way to head down that direction is figure out, do you have any spark? If you don't have any spark, then it's highly likely you're talking about a TFI module on that vehicle.
5: Yeah, yeah. I think It was well. The, I hardly ever drive the thing anymore, so I I, have, I tried to drive it every week, but uh, sometimes it'll sit there for a couple weeks. And uh, so I started it up and it, and uh, I was going down the hill and the, and the thing quit on me. <laughs> and gotcha. first, well, well the. Check engine light popped on and then uh and then then it quit, and I was able to coast over and it's uh, i wasn't able to tow it or anything, so it sat there for a couple of days and uh and then it started but then when I put it into a uh, drive it um it the engine was really surging and uh like a loping and and uh and then it quit, and it wouldn't start again so So I was just thinking if that if where I've had a problem in the past where the uh, ignition control module failed, uh, it wouldn't start at all. But this this time it uh, it started, and then then I started thinking, well maybe maybe it's not that.
2: Well, uh, it, it uh, could be something else for sure. I mean, could be fuel related or et etc. Um, it's one of those things. You're you're a prime example why uh, why good diagnosis saves you a lot of money right there. Because if we start just throwing parts at that vehicle, could get quite expensive. Might be replacing things that aren't bad.
5: Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was I was initially thinking, uh, oh, it's the the fuel pump went out, but the, but then it started, and the, so then I knew. Well, well fuel pumps can be, do that
2: too. So by yeah, the way guess, yeah uh, yeah sometimes we I get guess, cars that uh uh don't like to start when they're hot the fuel pump uh causes issues you let them sit for a little bit and then they'll start up and run again so Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah.
5: Well, they've I guess the motor hits on a dead spot or something.
2: Yep, yep. Well they they're electric mm-hmm. pumps so they do uh, wear out after a period of time. Yeah. For sure.
5: Okay, great. Well, I yeah, I'm going to get it towed into your uh Miramar shop there yep. in uh have them diagnose
2: it. We'll get her checked out for you, Gary. Hey, thanks for the call. Thanks for listening. Thank and have a wonderful, safe weekend. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. This is a good question. Great question. But uh, ignition, fuel won't.
3: Well, yeah. well, that's when he says it and just quit. So it's hard to tell because is there or there- <laughs> Until you actually put your hands on it at that point, you won't know. Because mm-hmm. it may not even be that. Pro- I mean, he could have had a fuel pump fail on it too yeah for sure i mean so
2: and don't always believe the uh gauges on your dash because uh uh my buddy's girlfriend she called and said hey my i was on the way over and my to uh his house and my car quit and i think the alternator went bad i stopped by there and i was like car cranks over like like it's on fire. And I said, no, the alternator's not. What about the battery? No, the battery won't. That doesn't work the battery. They wouldn't
3: be cranking over this I fast. was like,
2: um, how much fuel's in this thing? And she's like, oh, it said I had 22 miles to go. till empty. And it's on a hill like this. I said, um, we should put some gas in this thing. Put some gas in.
3: Boom. Started right up and
2: drove away. I was like, quick fix.
3: Yeah, yeah. they don't like to sit on it. Especially when they're low on gas. No. You know, and people, and right now, I can almost guarantee that most people are running their tanks lower than they normally do because gas is really pricey right now. And I get why they're doing it. but Don't re- do it. It's bad for the fuel pump. Yes.
2: So a couple things when you're dealing with fuel pumps and low fuel. Fuel is what actually cools the fuel pumps on most vehicles these days. So it's very, very important. Very important. All right. Let's grab Jim in us, Spring Valley. Good morning, Jim.
6: Hey, good morning, guys. You're part of my morning routine on Saturdays. The garden guys, the auto guys, and the health guys.
2: Hey. We appreciate you joining us. What you got going on?
6: Yeah, I've been listening to you guys for a while, and I have a 95 uh, Chevy S10 pickup, and it's air condition related. Mm-hmm. It was given to me from my dad when he passed. I got his, his work truck, and it used to be a sheriff's vehicle because on the front doors there's the emblems where they painted over like sheriffs.
1: Oh, wow. When
6: I, when I step on, are they uh, pretty well maintenance, you know, with being with the sheriff's department?
2: Yeah, yeah, they have their own service facility. They they stick to a, a maintenance uh, routine on all their vehicles.
6: Yeah, it's just they, they get used a lot, you know, a y- yes. miles. But, but anyway, the, with the air conditioning, guys, is I, I step on the gas, and and it's on, and it's, it works like a champ. Come up to a light, and it's idling, and, and, it, and there's no cold air. So I'm like, hmm. So I get on the freeway, and all the way from here to La Jolla, it works like a champ. Get off the freeway, first light, you know, stops pumping air, so... What could it be?
2: So there's no airflow.
6: No, there, it, it, just, it just it no longer cool.
2: Okay, so it's no longer cool. So you get the same amount of airflow. I'm just trying to decipher what why are we having an issue where they are. so you get the same amount of airflow. It just goes from from cold to warm.
6: Right. Yeah. Right. I so, said to this, uh, go ahead. I'm guy, and he checked it out, and he goes, "Well, there's there's this there's the outer." outer and then there's the inner he goes all the outer the the fuses the wires the hoses the uh the belt all, all check out good but it's just well, yeah, i guess he didn't no. get into the pump or the the compressor or the the fluid but
2: well yeah see so there it, that could be something as simple as it's slightly low on freon it could be but yeah.
3: nor, normally when i see a problem like that it's either condenser or evaporator we could don't have be the right, freezing up well yeah. it could have dirt in it I, i've seen even the evaporators inside because they don't well
2: well yeah so the 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 core on the outside like Kevins saying if it's full of with a bunch of dirt mm-hmm. um then there you don't you, you need a lot of airflow to do the heat exchange to make the system work properly to keep the air cold which right, would say why out. flying down the road re- exactly same right. thing with low on freon you get a higher rpms on the compressor and you're going to so it now it works more um right. so really what it needs okay. to be is checked properly and you really need to put a set of gauges on on on, on a vehicle like that and verify what's going on um, because oh. um, things like, uh, um, uh, you know, a, an orifice tube that's got some stuff plugged in it or, or something like that can also cause issues. So in pressures will show what's going on and what those problems are.
6: I like that. You said it could be something simple and uh, could leaves do that? And like if It under could, a tree and the, it you know, could if leaves. they're all
2: stuck in the uh, um, condenser. Yeah. Absolutely.
6: Yeah, I think that's it, guys. And one quick question about locking gas caps.
4: Uh Uh-huh.
6: What do you think? Are they a deterrent? Are they quality or what? Because I went to Auto Parts, and I said, I'm looking, you know, to protect, you know, like $300 worth of gas in my tank. It's going way up. And uh, they said, well, we got one here. It's $1,650. And she goes, but uh, we don't have it. It's out of stock. Let me check the other store. And they had it, you know, across town. And she goes, yeah, you want me to, you know, hold it for you? Or, oh, we got one here. Two in a box for $12. I go, that's a (laughs) no-brainer.
2: Well, uh, the thing about that is um, they, they, I mean, they are a deterrent. But what people are doing now is, is cutting fuel hoses and drilling holes in tanks, believe it or not. So, I mean, where there's a will, there's a way. You know, that goes along with the catalyst stealing these days. People are stealing all kinds of things. So um,
6: so, so they're, they're doing a, a drill and they're draining into a pan and pouring into a jerry can. Well, yeah, that,
2: exactly. It, you
6: know, a jerry can and a hose and siphon,
2: you know. Yeah, exactly. Well, newer cars, you can't siphon. There's anti-siphoning valves in the filler necks. So these guys. Oh, okay,
6: w- right. The, the, uh, the, the, the pump nozzle has to compress it.
2: Correct. Correct. Down
6: in the neck. Oh, okay.
2: So it, anyway, it. Uh, um, uh, but they, what they do is cut the rubber hose that goes into the tank, and if they can't get to that, then they drill a hole in the tank. So they're oh. they're doing all kinds of things. To We've had quite a few commercial vehicles come in that needed new new fuel tanks. That's an expensive endeavor for sure. So, but okay, uh, yeah. I mean, a locking gas cap is a deterrent. So it's yeah, just what yeah. you know. I,
6: I feel a little safer with that, you know, because I don't have the the the. Um, the inside release you know it's just you correct the, the pump and you just open the uh the side hatch and then you know take off the cap so now i have a locking cap and it seems like it would slow them down you know or maybe they would just say let's go somewhere else it's a little
2: they might decide it's too much trouble and go someplace else i agree with you 100 percent on that so
6: and we do have those motion detector lights so you know the light comes on you know it gets bright and then they oh time to go there you go i hope i sure hope so you
2: know <laughs> Hey, Jim, thanks for the call. We really appreciate it. We're going to have to run here. He's telling me i got a minute left. So, uh, okay. But do Keep appreciate you work, listening guys. to us. Thank you so much. Have a safe, wonderful weekend.
6: Yeah, and happy Mother's Day to all those fine women out there.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You take care now. So, great things. Hey, guys, we really appreciate you joining us. We love doing this every Saturday morning, and because you guys listen, they allow us to continue on with this. We appreciate all your calls and your contrib- contributions to the show, et cetera. I want everybody to keep the rubber side down and the shiny side up for sure, um, as we will be back next week for Auto Talk Radio, as always. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego at 1170 AM at 96.1 FM. Till next week, be safe and enjoy Mother's Day.